Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,139. Never, ever accept a failure as a failure. Anytime I fail at something, I always use it in a positive. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ed Golden. Hey, Ed, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, absolutely. Always. Ed Golden is the owner of Golden Customs New York, the East Coast premier fabrication specialist. Located an hour and a half from New York City in beautiful Pine Island, New York, he's been designing and building custom vehicles for over 30 years. He and his team do all the work from paint and body to custom interiors and audio systems, plus custom engine and driveline work and complete automotive electronics. No doubt you've seen Ed on many of his television appearances, including Overhauling with Jay Leno, Mike Rose Returning the Favor, one of my favorite shows, Car Wars with Funkmaster Flex, Gold Rush with Dave Turin, where he built a SEMA show truck, and you'll see him on the upcoming episode of Ice Road Truckers. So, Ed, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little more about your business and your passion for automobiles? Well, I definitely want to correct you. I'm not going to be on Ice Road Truckers. We're actually doing a project with Maya, who was from the show Ice Road Truckers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for clarifying <laughs> so, that. Well, that's yeah, cool. No problem. Yeah, she's but, been out of that the TV world for a long time. She's real cool. We used to be friends. And, uh, you know, she did the TV thing. I did the TV thing. And we lost yeah. touch. And uh, we kind of got back together. And uh, now we're going to be doing our own content and our own show. So that's what that was. But yeah, certainly. All right. Well, thanks for correcting me on that. No doubt you've been on so many great shows, but I'd love for you, before we get started, to kind of tell our audience a little bit more about you and what you do at your company. I mean, gosh, you've been doing this forever. Well, I'll tell you what. I started started my business young. I I knew what I was going to do. I knew I had a passion. I didn't know I was going to be successful. But I knew I loved doing it, and I turned down a lot of jobs, other jobs, you know, medical industry and stuff like that. I always had, like, a magnetic draw to automotive. I started doing a couple little things. I actually started detailing. And then from detailing, I did one stereo system. And then from more detailing, and then I did a a car with air ride suspension. And then I did, you know, a vehicle that had a a little custom interior, then another custom trunk. And then one of my friends who I was detailing with says, why don't you do this? You know, it was like very much like it came to me very easy. I mean, it backing up a little bit as a kid, I was taking apart toasters. Then I got into bicycles and then I painted every bicycle. I had 10 different colors. As a matter yeah. of fact, the, the first bicycle, this is a kind of a qu- quick story. The first bicycle I ever painted when I was about 10 years old, I painted the whole thing brown, the, the grips, the tires, the seat, everything, the whole bike brown. <laughs> And there were some neighborhood bullies. I lived in Queens, New York for a little while yeah. when I was when I was young. And there were some neighborhood bullies that were touching it, you know, when it was still tacky. And yeah. I went over there with my stickball bat, you know, a little tough guy trying to get him off my bike. And I actually yeah. got hit by a car. Oh, so, no. <laughs> that's a very definitive mark. And when my painting career started. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Right the butt, so, <laughs> yeah, oh. you know, you don't forget that. So that no. was the start. Yeah. So. That was the beginning. And then, you know, it just it kind of took on a life of its own. We started going to car shows. And when I was, I think, 15 or 16, 
I painted my first car, you know, professionally with like, you know, real paint, a real gun. Yeah. And everybody's like, what are you going to do? That's actually how Golden Customs came up. One of my uh, local buddies said, oh, what are you going to do? Call your business Edco is a joke. So I went out and made a sticker that said Golden Customs, just really to stick it to him and just to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, people are like, oh, you have a business? Can you do this? Can you do that? So there that's you go. basically how I got started, yep. Well, it's an awesome story. You and I share a little something, Ed. When I was a kid, I used to pinstripe my bicycles for kids in our neighborhood to make a few extra bucks. And <laughs> I remember I remember a lot of them, I, I did a rat fink drawing because, you know, Ed Roth was popular when I was a kid back in the 60s. And I did yeah. a rat fink drawing on my bike and everybody wanted a rat fink on their bike. So then I thought, okay, now I can charge a few extra dollars and do a rat fink. So, uh, yeah, no, I never grew into the great business that you did. I went down another path, but this is such a great story. And I'm glad you survived that first impact of that car. Stay out of the street, yeah. kids. Yeah. That could don't have been get... the start of the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, literally, since it hit you in the end, but, uh, thankfully, <laughs> thankfully you survived that one. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has meaning for you, perhaps in your business, in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah. So, Ed, take the wheel. Well, I tell you what, my, I don't know if I'd call it, a, maybe I'd call it a mantra. I never listen to what other people tell me I can and can't do. Ah, As awesome. I, when I was very young, my mother, something that my mother, you couldn't tell my mother she couldn't do anything. And I got a lot of strength from my mother. You know, as I'm yeah. getting older, I'm realizing because, my, you know, my father passed away when I was very young. So it was really me, my mother and my sister, you know, never letting somebody dictate what you should or shouldn't be. And I never, ever accept a failure as a failure. Anytime I fail at something, I always use it in a positive. You know, um, and I'm never, and, and for that note, I'm never really afraid to fail. And most successful people, and, and and myself included, anything I'm really good at now, I messed up a lot <laughs> on the way to getting there. <laughs> so th I guess that's really it. You know, just yeah. um, be confident in, in what you could do because I think people are much more capable than they believe they are. That's probably what's got me through the tough times. You know, is just being persistent. Very inspirational. You've got an awesome mother. As of course, you already know that. But uh, yeah, don't listen to the naysayers because there's going to be a lot of them. And they're mostly folks that uh, are either jealous of the bold steps that you're making, or maybe they're trying to be overprotective. Uh, sometimes the best thing you can do is encourage somebody instead of telling them they can't, just saying, well, how are you going to do it? Uh, can I help <laughs> yeah. you? You know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a great way. I guess my saying is, tell me what you can't do, not what I can't do. <laughs> right there you go that, there you that, go and 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 the funny thing with me is growing up there was a ton of people telling me don't do this go into this business go into this it's safe do this do that and uh, i knew it wasn't the right road for me but a yeah. lot of people discourage me and then all, all of a sudden when they see me on a tv show or you know on a cover yeah. of a magazine then they go i always knew you would make it oh i and just in my knew head, you'd going, be <laughs> <laughs> in my head i'm going no you didn't you actually discouraged me and it's and that's probably another thing, if anyone out there is listening to do something, it's even harder when it's family and friends. And sometimes it comes from a good place. But having somebody tell you or discouraging you or not supporting you, if it's a stranger, it's easy to ignore. But if it's a person you care about, that you respect, they say you shouldn't do this and you can't do that, especially, it's damaging. And luckily, I knew my passion was so strong for what I wanted to do. I had a vision. So... You know, when people told me I couldn't do something, as I started to succeed in the things I, I you know, saw myself 
doing they said I couldn't do, then I more and more stopped listening, you know, and then like you said, you could do it nicely, but you know, sometimes you got to take your own path and, and just be confident that that path is going to lead you to where you want to be. Very well said. And you said you touched on something important here. Many times when family and friends are discouraging you, it is coming from a good place because they're worried about you. But I had a guest on the show once that said, here's how you respond to that. I know you think this is going to be a challenge. I know you care about me. But here's what you can do to help support me so I can be successful. And if you just rephrase it to that person that way, most of the time, if not all the time, they will then step up and do everything they can to help you and support you move forward. So very well said, Ed. Let's uh, let's go back in time a little bit. And you talked about, you know, being a kid and painting bicycles, the first brown bike. I love that story uh, when you're a kid. But let's go back and talk about a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment that you remember when you knew you were indeed going to be a car guy? Okay, well, going back to my childhood, I had more matchbox cars than any person. I was obsessed with cars and I love cars. And my brother and sister both had Camaros and, and my sister had this cool van she built. And so throughout the family, there was always cars. Then I got a little older and I got really into skateboarding and I, you know, I, I took over my whole life. And then at that point, skateboarding and the car guys didn't really get along because, you know, we looked at them as, oh, they're just the car guys. And they were the ones that in our way and we were in their way. Then my brother, when I, you know, I turned 16, um, my brother had given me a Camaro. It was a 79 Z28. When we say, let's, let's correct this. When we say given, I paid him for the car. He doesn't remember it that way. <laughs> when he tells the story, he gave yeah. it. I gave him some money for this car. Let me clear that up. But <laughs> there you go. Nevertheless, it, it was really, really a good gesture from him. And uh, he gave me this Camaro. So a lot of the friends I grew up with, they had things given to them, handed to them, cars, insurance paid, wheels if they wanted wheels. For me, I realized if I was going to ever have anything nice, you know, I would have to build it. But I remember my brother gave me this car. I took it for the first ride. It was a four-speed car, 373. And uh, it was just amazing. So I actually picked up one of my other friends, my friend Chris, Chris Collins. He was like one of my best buddies growing up. And he, he like was he was against the car guys with me. And I'm like, listen, dude, you got to take a ride in this thing, man. You gotta... So we went out. We drove probably a little too fast for, <laughs> for what we should have been doing at that time. And he looked over at me like, this thing's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. So that was probably it. I have a great story how I started working on them, if you're interested in that. Yeah, this, absolutely. This will give you <laughs> that, that same car had a valve cover leak, right? It was leaking pretty bad, almost to the point where it was undrivable. So I called the local garage. I said, listen, how much would it be? I know where the oil's coming from. It's, uh, it's called a valve cover. I did a little research back then. There was no Google, you know? It's leaking from here. How much would it be? And they told me like $250. And I said, well, geez, I don't have $250. So I went to the auto parts store and I said, how much are valve cover gas? Do they make them like something to, to seal this back up? And the guy said, yeah, it's $11. So I did the math and I said, well, I can mess it up I, like 20 something times maybe, <laughs> you know, so before I, I have to pay the mechanic. So now, at this point, I take the valve covers off. I, I did the best valve cover gasket installation in history. <laughs> of I cleaned course. everything perfectly. I taped off the covers. It was ridiculous. And nice. then I, I said to myself, well, and it worked. And I said, wow, I could I could work on cars like I worked on bicycles. And then I fixed a, a There was a rust dent and a, a rust spot. And I cut it out. And I put a piece of metal in, did body work. And I painted it with a little spray paint. It was in a bottom rocker. And it looked like a million bucks. and 
I think at that moment, that was the beginning of me going, well, I'm going to work on cars. I didn't know it would lead to a career, but at that point it was like, okay, I can do this. You know, so it was very, very rewarding to, to do my own work. Just give it a try. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I too love skateboarding, grew up in Southern California on the other side of the country is you, but I think the skateboarding phenomena back there in the 60s and 70s just took off. And especially when they, they changed from those hard, those hard wheels that they had that were made out of clay to those wonderful rubber wheels where you could ride over bumps and rocks without going on your face uh, was definitely a part of it. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or even a big failure you faced along the way. I would assume you maybe had a few of those, but I know your attitude is these are learning experiences. They're not really big failures, but walk us through one that really kind of set you back maybe a little bit, made you think, maybe you work a little harder and tell us how that experience helped you gain even more momentum as you move forward. You know what? I'm going to be really honest. When I say I don't look back and necessarily see them, I know that sounds funny. I could tell you challenges (laughs) that shape move. And when I say to you, I failed, I messed up paint jobs to the point where I had to hide the car until I could fix it. You know, (laughs) failures like that happen in the process of learning. My biggest challenge, I think I took on a a build. It was on the TV show for uh, Funkmaster Flex Car Wars. And it was six weeks to build this this full full truck, top to bottom, in and out. And at the end of the day, we won this this build off, and it was great. We went against two, you know, really two other teams. There's supposed to be three, but one guy backed out. It was the most challenging because it made me dig very very deep into my to my heart and my will. So when I say failure, it was success and a failure for me because during the whole process until the second they said I was the winner. It felt like failure the whole way. You know, like, wow. The, yeah. the whole process was just uh so you know, hard. Yeah, it was it was stress I've never felt before. And we were working twenty something hours. I was literally working, you know, I had a handful of different people helping me. Some guys were there the whole time, my nephew and then Mike and a couple other guys were with me just like through thick and thin. And then there were some people that came when they could. But overall, the producers kept telling us, oh, yeah, do this. Go ahead. Do this. Do that. And yeah, you know, right. it was just like we spit <laughs> off more than we could do. So at the point, we and actually one of my one of my buddies was in charge of the uh, the days, how many days we had to do this project. And he messed up. Oh. So Funkmaster Flex comes to my shop. He's looking at this calendar we made. And we would pull off sheets like every day, you know. 25 yeah. days last, 24 days, you know, 23 yeah, days. Yeah, the countdown. The countdown. And thank God we had it because we would have definitely been out of the whole running if, if we, he didn't notice it. Like, looks at me and he goes, it says here you have 20, you know, something days left. And I said, yeah. And he goes, no, you have like 10. Oh, no. And now I'm like, oh, you know, no. Oh, <laughs> so no. When, <laughs> and now I think that they're playing games with me. I think it's TV magic. They're just trying to put me stressed. I told Flex I was going to pull this truck outside. I was going to burn it down before I put something out that was garbage. <laughs> I was very caught up emotionally. I was mentally yeah. depleted. Everything. It was just like the the worst spot I could be in to get that news. You know, we, we carried through. We got it done. Uh, but that's what I mean when I, when I say failure. It really felt like we were failing the whole time, even though yeah. we were doing okay. You know, it just felt like failure. So, you know, at the end of the day, that was my most challenging. Because wow. Yeah, it was six, six weeks of, every, you know, literally 20-something hours every day. And we just it, did this big vehicle. Every piece was handmade. And then when they said we won, you know, I felt like the whole world flow back into me. Like my whole life, like, 
my, yeah. my body was ready to fall over. Um, you know, so it was worth it, but that was really the biggest challenge. I wouldn't necessarily say failure. No, I love the way you put that. Let me ask you this. Uh, no doubt many people on any kind of project, no matter it's a car or a small project or a college project, high school, whatever it might be, have found themselves in this position where they're just overwhelmed. So what's one little piece of wisdom, a golden nugget you might throw somebody that would help them get through that kind of a situation that helps you succeed? Well, I think sometimes understanding when you're frustrated and understanding when your energy is going towards frustration and not thinking clearly. So I'll get a definite form of writer's block. Okay, and I'm not the fastest guy in the world. If I work on a project and it doesn't feel right, I'll go to another part of the car until I get that special feeling. And I don't know, maybe you could call it like an aha moment, or maybe you could call it um, like a flow state where you go, okay, wow. I just literally had it yesterday on, on a, I'm doing a wide body challenger. I mean, a charger, I'm sorry. And it's got all these custom doors, and the rear section was killing me because I didn't know how it was supposed to look. I had everything else figured out. So I, I will stick myself in a corner on purpose because I figure if you don't build yourself into a corner, you're never going to learn how to get out. of it. So we did a Trans Am. I'll give you a quick, quick thing. Years ago, I had a Trans Am. I ordered a fuel cell that was way too big. So my friend said, well, what are you going to do? So I'm not sending it back. I'm going to cut the floor out. And once I cut the floor out, I have to figure out how to fix it. And he looked at me and said, what are you, crazy? This car is beautiful. We'll cut the floor. And we cut the floor out, and, and I had to figure out a way to do it. So I think sometimes knowing when you're frustrated, to step back and look at it from a different angle, take a breather, instead of pushing through frustration, which sometimes leads to getting hurt, breaking things, and maybe not even the best end result. Nicely said. Well, thanks for that wonderful advice. Very, very cool. Yeah, nothing worse than somebody coming saying, no, that's not the deadline. You have less time now. Oh, like, oh, yeah, that, my- was, uh, that was a moment. <laughs> No kidding. I, I literally, I literally remember back on that. If I could, if I could give you another quick story, we were building my Corvette, and we literally had no days to get it done. A guy was supposed to help me with the wiring, and I'm very specific with wiring. But you know, this is a guy who used to work for me, and I fired him because for, for the same reason, right? And yeah. he jumped in the car and said, "I'll do all the wiring." And at two in the morning, he calls over to me and he says, "I'm done. I can't finish it." So I, I said, "Okay, now we're done. The, the, the 18 wheel is going to be here tomorrow. I can't do it." So I'm frustrated, exactly what you're saying. There's a giant problem in front of me. I have a thousand things to do. So my airbrush artist, this guy named Mark, he jumped in the car and started playing with the wires. And they're like sparking and all. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, well, I'm working on this thing. He goes, so if you don't want this car to catch fire, you better get here and do it right. And then I started <laughs> laughing, right? I, I had yeah. a huge laugh. It broke my stress. And yeah. I had to get out of the car, I jumped in, and I just started working very quickly, very organized. I figured out a couple of different ways to do things that saved a lot of time. So I took a negative thing, and it, and it was really his perspective of making me laugh is what got yeah. me out of that scary, I'm going to fail, and, and I felt defeated. And then, you yeah. know, so that, that, was a, that was another one. Yeah, nice friend to have. Well, you mentioned a little bit of an aha moment. Was there an aha moment in your career that you went, oh, yeah, this is the new path we need to head down? Okay, so building that same Corvette, you know, we, me and uh, there was this, this gentleman named Colm that worked with me and, and a handful of other guys, but he, he was with me most of the time. And we were saying, oh, wow, this car might get into some magazines. And, you know, we, as it starts to come out better and better and better. So we had hopes of what that car could mean to us. We went to the Spring Break National with uh, the company Tsunami and Metra. So we were like a feature car inside the, the Spring Break, you know, the, the convention center. You know, we get the car there, we, we unveil it, and all of a sudden, it's just like, 
people are coming from every angle. You know, there's like 200 people surrounding this car and people are freaking out, you know, magazines. Some of the people that I kind of looked to as heroes came up to me and said, oh my God, this thing's amazing. You know, this is a magazine cover car. You know, the magazines that didn't even guarantee covers, they were like, this will give you a cover if you, you know, as a matter of fact, performance auto and Dan came over, one of the first guys, he goes, this is a cover car. He goes, you want this car in the cover? Shake my hand, done deal. I shook his hand. A few minutes later, a bigger magazine came over. And they said, <laughs> wow. This, and there were other magazines setting up their big tripods. People were all over the place. And it was like the moment, like I said, wow, we're onto something because this is, this is the type of impact you almost would always, you know, wish to have. So, you know, this guy from the magazine, bigger magazine comes over and goes, we don't ever guarantee a cover. We'll guarantee your cover if you go with that. And I said, well, I shook that guy's hand 10 minutes ago. And he goes, yeah, but that's just a handshake. You didn't sign nothing. I said, yeah, but I want my words to mean something. So I got to go with that guy. And he said, he goes, I never forget it. He goes, well, I think you're stupid, but I have a lot of respect for you. <laughs> well, that's, and that's important. So, that's, yeah, yeah. To, to be good for your word. Well, you know, you, you mentioned some cool cars you've worked on, but what about your first really special car. Is there a car in your life, the first one that you got that really had great meaning for you? Or maybe it's the first car you built that had great meaning for you, but maybe more so just a car that you got and maybe a memory about that car. Well, I'll tell you what, the um, that Camaro my brother gave me is probably the car that had the most impact in my life because it's really what got me started. You know, one of the bad memories is I got into a, a pretty bad car accident in that car going through a street race. An illegal street race, and yeah. uh, you know the car got hit, and, and it was bad, and it could have been worse. No one really got hurt, and uh, I I learned a little bit there about you know, yeah, don't stupid. don't race on the streets, <laughs> leave it at the track. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, because you know my situation was just you know it was just some that car ending like that was sad, and it's you know that the the worst part about it was now that I know I could have fixed that car, but I took another guy's word who was a little bit older than me that it couldn't be fixed, so. But yeah, that was the car. That 79 Camaro was black and gold. It had, you know, it was all black with the gold EC28 package. It had these like gold nugget chrome wheels. But it felt like they were all chrome with the, like the gold middle and it had yep. a sunroof. It was just, it really wanted, that's really the car that I got in my passion for having a car like that. Yeah, cool you car. Know, after that, I've probably owned, you know, 40 cars and that were all kind of cool in their own way, you know. That was, that was probably the, the car. That and I had a Nova that I didn't touch that uh, I regret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, how about a car you let go? All those cars you've had. Is there one car that you really wish you had back? Yeah, that Nova. A 66 uh -huh. Nova I bought from a friend of mine. Okay. And I had it in the side of, side of my garage for years. And I always wanted to do it. And I, I always loved Novas. Always a two-door Nova. And I actually like the older one. That was probably the only thing that put me off from building this particular one because it was 66. I like mm -hmm. the, the more of a round nose ones, but yeah. either way, the car was great. I had, a, I was starting to grow a real attachment to it. Well, yeah. the gentleman who sold it to me came back to me and said, Hey, if you're not going to do anything with the car, I'm ready to build it. Now I want to finish the car. I said, well, you know what, rather than it sitting here and I don't get to it, if you're going to finish it, great. Take the car back and then whatever. I gave it back to him. And then he sold it like two days later. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. Thanks a lot, buddy. So so yeah, much for being like, good good for your uh, word. Yeah. Well, yeah. Happened, so. well, there's something else that ties us together, Ed. My very first car was a 67 Chevy Nova. Yeah. Believe it or not. So, yeah. Very cool. 
Well, let's talk about today and tomorrow. What has you excited about your business and really fired up? What are some of the things you guys are working on there that have you just just ready to go? Well, I'll tell you what. There's uh, funny how I hear myself talking about it. And everything comes back to the Camaro, but I'm actually <laughs> building a rat rod uh, based off that first Camaro that I had. But a Camaro rat rod. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to be at SEMA next year. I was, uh, you know, going to do it. I started working with, I don't know if um, Maya from the show, Ice Road Truckers, right? That that was when we talked about in the beginning. Yep. Um, She has a project that she wants me to do and help her with a couple of things. She's got a big truck and she's got this this old board that's really crazy. She wanted me to help her with that. And I basically said, listen, you help me with this rat rod build I'm doing because she could work on stuff. She's really. It could handle more than you'd ever imagined. You know, she's not like one of these car because we're going to try to do some TV around it. And she's not one of these like pretty faces that can't do anything. And you have to, she's like, really can do things like she worked yeah. in her truck. She just did something Skilled. amazing that I was like, wow. So she's going to help me with this, you know, this tomorrow. But that, that's really, that's my next big passion. I have a ton of vehicles here that are all cool that are somebody else's passion that I'm, you know, paid to work on, which is great. But this tomorrow is going to be my first time getting back to something of my own. Yeah, with no rules, with all my own view, everything, and it's it's not going to be pretty, but it's definitely definitely. <laughs> I'm excited. That's going to be very cool. You know, I had Aaron Hagar, Sammy Hagar's son, on the show not too long yeah, ago. I know Aaron. He, he's, he's a yeah. sweetheart. Yeah. Oh, he's an awesome guy. He built some really cool rat rods, and I've had to some he, other builders. And Go have ahead. you seen his drawings and his paintings? Yeah, he's incredible. It's, yeah, it's amazing. It's like really it's like with Chip Bruce. I met Chip. And I love mm-hmm. his build, you know, his builds and his cars. And then I got to watch him on a set of overhauling draw the Nomad in front of me. And yeah. it's the same thing. Like, I see Aaron's pictures, and I go, oh, my God, that's talent. Yeah, I can yeah. draw pretty good, but what he does is like, so go ahead. End me to the no, real artists. Those guys are both uh, incredible artists. And, uh, yeah, rat rods are fun. I mean, and I'm so happy that you're able to do one your way, as you said, quote, unquote. Because this way you can really let your creative creativity run. Which leads me to my next question for you, Ed. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car or a truck, what would you be and why? Oh, man. A lot of my friends would probably mention a chubby car, so I'm going to go away from that. <laughs> yeah, um, thanks, buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. If I, if I put that on Facebook, I would get like a thousand offensive cars. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... I'd probably say some sort of rat rod, but like a diesel that never gave up. There you <laughs> go. Just never stopped running because that, you know, something Mad Maxi. I think that kind of describes me. I think that's a perfect fit for you, Ed. Than, than me, yeah. yeah, and not chubby, very streamlined and very. Oh quick. well, you know, I'm I'm working on it. Hopefully, <laughs> my team I'll be a few pounds down, but you know. Uh. Well, together we're both working on it. So uh, I'm always working on it. Problem is, I'm working the wrong way. I got to just stop bending my elbow. That's my problem. Oh, man. Putting oh, food man. in my yeah, mouth. I, I yeah. enjoy food more. It's, yep. You know, to the point where it's probably a vice, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we can do something together and compete a little bit uh, to get maybe, in shape for SEMA coming I'll up here. I'll probably lose, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> there you go. That's all we can do is try. Well, Ed, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 
All Covercraft seat covers are easy on, easy off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Ed, we're back and we're entering the last lap since we took a cookie break there. No, not really. We didn't. We didn't eat any cookies. We were being really good. This I'm is where I'm going to... So all I can have is water, so don't, don't oh, tease me. <laughs> there you go. I won't. This is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Dave Fishman Rivera, one of my heroes when I got into the car world, or he does car audio, and I was super uh, you know, intrigued with him. And I had a guy knock at a car mine on the internet, and it was a magazine car. And uh, he said, welcome to the big time. First thing he said, and he said, you have to, don't worry about what other people say about your work. So that, that's definitely it. Ah, well said. Yeah, I think when people start uh, saying things about you that aren't that that popular, that means you have hit the big time because you're out yeah, there you exposed can't to everybody. And you can't. And, he was saying, you know, I'm on, and why you know, try a magazine? Yeah, you know, yeah. You make the people that like what you like happy. And you know, there's yeah. people waiting online to take pictures of your car, and one guy don't like it, don't focus on him. And that was a very good lesson to hear. You said it earlier in our talk. Don't listen to the naysayers. Uh, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes over the years? I think just being um, persistent yeah, and, uh, and just not ever stopping, never, ever giving up. Perfect. That's, it. That's definitely it. Yeah. It's that easy, folks. Just don't give up. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you've found really helpful? Well, you know what? Um, when I say resource, you know, I'm... I'm getting a lot of help with my buddy Mike from Car Show National. Such a sweet guy. So you can talk about websites and mention that. That's definitely one of them. You know, as far as resources, I guess I hate to admit that I do YouTube a lot of stuff, even if I'm confident. I actually YouTube how to clean a spray gun and I found a little trick. I've been doing it for 30 years and this morning I found a trick that's useful. So that's definitely a big one for me. I love YouTube. I tell you, the other day I was trying to get a light bulb out of a recessed socket and it was stuck. It'd been in there so long. And I YouTubed and found this really cool trick with duct tape. 
and it just worked. I'm like, whoa, I love YouTube. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I watched like three hours of customizing uh, gas cans. <laughs> How to make gas cans pour better. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, just got stuck yeah. in, a, in a rut, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I learned how to podcast, watching YouTube. Yeah, so... Yeah, uh, yeah you I know, actually it, am a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. So oh, yeah. When yeah. you said to me, you want to be on a podcast, I'm like, a, a podcast for the car world? That's, that's even better, yeah, so that's great. There, well, thanks. Yeah, Joe Rogan's awesome. I uh, Someday, will. Uh, I'm aspiring to be as big time as he is. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Two people. First person, definitely Carson Lev. Who's his nice. uh, right-hand man? Amazing person. I've almost forced him to be my mentor. <laughs> 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 he, he has no choice. I call him up. Hey, Carson, what do you think about this? Think about such a sweet guy. He has such yeah. an outlook, such a positive way of looking at things. So, and it's just, it's just, he's just, the way he does things to me is, he's a very good example. And, oh, I mean, obviously Chip, you know, Chip's great and everything, and but, Carson has an energy that when you meet him, it's impossible for that not to, like, you know, fall off onto you. Like, I meet him, when I talked to him, I saw him at team last year, I left feeling better. Like, like yep. I met, you know, like the Dalai Lama or something great. So, definitely him <laughs> and then and then Wade Kawasaki poke tires. Yep. Because he's a bass fisherman, we wouldn't be drinking. I really don't even drink, but I'd definitely go fishing with Wade. So, that, yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. be my other thing, too. Well, I'll tell you, Ed, you're now in great company because both Carson Lev and Wade Kawasaki have been guests here on Cars Yeah. So all three of you are Cars yeah alumni. In fact, awesome. I had I had lunch with Wade at uh, on the lawn at Pebble Beach, along with Corky Coker and some other awesome people that have been on the show here. And uh, of course, I met Carson at SEMA last year. He's been on the show. Uh, yeah, he's a powerhouse, too. So some really great people you mentioned there. Now, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should read? Well, I, I hate to come off as a dumb car guy, but <laughs> not really. I, I honestly, when I read, when I read at all, it's usually to further my knowledge. I'll read something, yeah. even if it's my, even if I don't think I need to know it, I'll still read to, I'll just read to just acquire knowledge. So it's usually never a book or, I mean, I've read some, you know, like a, uh, self-help things i'll put a page or two in and then i'll pull out something that's actually something i you know like something like some some car guy in his garage like i'm a big fan of the everyday car guy because mm. a lot of these guys don't get any light turned on them so i would probably say i would read something that some guy wrote in his garage about how to tune a carburetor before i would read a big author's book yeah i understand well how about a magazine i mean there's lots of cool car magazines oh now. yeah yeah i mean car craft hot rod i mean when we did overhaul we were in their garage yep. and i remember turning around going i'm in hot rod mag car craft mag. like what where am i like is this really yeah. happening how so, did i get here <laughs> yeah how did uh you know when they say be careful what you wish for yeah another you might thing get i'd it. like to share with you that's really interesting uh -huh. years ago uh, a friend of mine came in and we had a cardio magazine with Cliff Booth on the cover right and then this just goes to determination and where your head is going and everything and as a joke, I said to my friend, I said, no, one day I'm going to be on a cover of Cardio Magazine with Kip Booth. As a joke, I forget about it completely. It was just something I was saying just to be funny. Years later, he had come back from California, walked into my shop, and there's the magazine cover up on the wall with me, Kip, and Jay Leno on yep. the cover of Cardio Magazine, which is my, you know, that's like my Super Bowl ring, first of all. He looked at me. He goes, he goes, is this, did you Photoshop that? Because you knew I was coming. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> He said, you don't remember saying to me you're going to be on the cover of Cardio Magazine with Tip Booth? 
And he goes, yeah. and now you're on there with Chip Ruth and Jay Leno. <laughs> How did yeah, you make yeah. that happen, you know? So well, that to me, and they were both gracious enough to do it. We did it in Jay shop. I got to thank him. He was he was amazing, yeah. sweetheart of a guy. He so, is. Oh yeah, that that is uh you know that was definitely a, a, you know it just goes to show you where you put your focus. Yep, Even exactly. Subliminally in your head. Very nice, very nice. Listen, Ed, we are up to the checkered flag, and this last question could be a bit of a doozy, but it's a fun thought today. I'm going to buy you any, and I mean any cool collector car on the planet that you can park in your garage. But here are the rules. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. You've got to keep it. You've got to drive it. No garage queens around here. I want you to go out and enjoy the car. And it's the only collector car that you can park in your garage. So you got to choose wisely. What's it going to be? I'll tell you what. This is going to sound, uh, this is going to sound funny, but this really genuinely from my heart. My favorite car, if I had to have a car just stealing it from Dave Kalaki, who was Leno's buddy, that was the car we built on Overhorn. And I have to tell you, over the years, if I had one car to have, it would be that Nomad. Dave would probably, you know, shoot me. I'd have to lock it up from him. But if I had to have one car that I could choose, I mean, obviously, a, a type of car, you know, maybe something just like that. But that car with the color and how it came out, that's in, that was like, you just can't get any better. That's the pinnacle to me. <laughs> there you go. There don't you tell go. Dave that. Don't tell Dave. He may not let me near his garage. Well, I'm the guy that's got to go get it, so I'll sneak in there some night when awesome, he's not looking. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it was stolen from him once. I don't know if you're going to get it twice. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, it might be a little hard. Just uh, be ready in the middle of the night when I call you and I'm coming down the street to open <laughs> I, your door. I, so I it certainly can, will. <laughs> I can pull it in. Well, Ed, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew this was going to be fun. I want to thank you for sharing your amazing journey with the Cars awesome. yeah audience. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom and guidance before you drive off from the sunset in that custom Nomad? <laughs> you know what? Just believe in yourself 100% and, and then follow through with action. The two things I think that are successful in, in any direction you go in life and to get through the sticking points without, you know, when things get hard is when you have to buckle down and, and work harder and think smarter and not get frustrated. I yeah. see a lot of people give up too quickly. So that probably would be my two cents to anybody in any career, in any world, and anything is just you know, work harder than anybody else and, and have fun doing it. And that's probably yep. it. There you go. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and your company? Well, uh, Golden Customs NY on Facebook and golden uh, www.goldencustomsny.com is my website. And, uh, you, you know, that's it. Yeah. There you go. And make sure you put a NY at the end of that Golden Customs, of course, for New York to get you to the right place. Well, listeners, you can find everything Ed has shared on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyad.com, type in Ed Golden into the search bar, and that page will pop up. I'd encourage you, if you're not already following Ed, to follow him. He's building some really cool stuff. Ed, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your incredible experiences with our listeners, including that first uh, all-brown painted bicycle that got you hit by a car. What a way to start. (laughs) Until you and I talk again. I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thanks again. Thank you. Pleasure's all mine. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.